Welcome to episode 16 of Power Up Podcast. Uh, your hosts, Christopher, CJ, and Gobbs. Mm. Uh, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about um, the proper way how to pre-workout. Ah, uh, it's proper pre-workout preparation. Triple mm. P. Get them. You just Get change em. it. Proper pre-workout preparation. Okay. The three Ps. Triple P. Not to be confused with the four Ps that I make every all my weightlifters learn. The triple P. What CJ just said. What say? Proper <laughs> pre-workout preparation. Proper pre-workout preparation. You down with PPP? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, in today's podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about that as well as is believe in the devil. No, that's um, next podcast. Do you want to do it in the next podcast or do you want to do it in the other half no, of this podcast? We can, yeah, the other half of this podcast. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> we can touch on it. Yeah. You got it right. I can touch on it. Which we're, we're recording the uh, first part right now. Oh, okay, perfect. Are you going to edit yeah. this now? <laughs> no, I'm going to edit this later. <laughs> perfect. This is for people can. All right. No, so you're going to edit this portion out, the discussion portion. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Yeah. But uh, what to do uh, for pre workout? Um, this can be uh, supplement wise or else mobility and stretching wise. Um, what did you before workout? Um, you guys will get in a little bit more depth with uh, pre-workout than I will uh, for uh, like supplements. Uh, let's start there first, and then we'll go over uh, stretching uh, yeah. plays after. Pre-workouts. Generally, unless you're super competitive, don't. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> for, the, for the most part, if, if you're not a competitive athlete, are you not trying to gain that little extra little umph? You know, you have a and goal in mind, I wouldn't even touch pre-workouts. It's, it's mostly sugar and caffeine. So you can get the caffeine that you're looking for out of like a cup of coffee or something like that. That's what I like to do. But I drink it, you know, maybe an hour to two hours before my workout. So it's not going to really affect my heart rate at the time of the workout. Most most of the time, the C4s or whatever whatever else you're taking, you know, the jacked. Uh, jacked 3D like that <laughs> stuff will just mess you up. It will get your heart rate all jacked up and. It's, it's dangerous for the most part, so avoid that. CrossFit is going to do enough for you as far as heart rate goes. You don't need the pre-workout supplement to do that for you. Um, yeah, that's how I feel about it for the most part. I, I know we uh, we sell the SFH stuff, but like I said, unless you're a more competitive athlete, I would avoid pre-workout. Yeah, no, I agree. I... Yeah, you gotta get closer. I know. Well, I gotta get close because they can't hear. Um, I am not an advocate of pre-workout. I don't think that it's something you should take ever. CJ says if you're a competitive athlete, that's all fine and dandy. Um, long story short, I just think that they're 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 used as a crutch for most people. It's most people, you start taking this pre-workout, you know, it's loaded with caffeine amino acids and um, nitric oxide it's going to produce or produce more of that in your blood and eventually you know your body produces that naturally not the caffeine part but it's going to come to a point where if I'm taking this all the time and I like the way my pre-workout makes me feel um, you know it gets me jazzed and like ready to lift weights then it's going to become something that's more of a crutch where it's like if you don't have it you're not going to perform as well whether that's a physiological response or mental just mentally you're like you know already oh i don't have my pre-workout 
you know, I'm not going to have as much energy today or I'm not going to be able to lift as much or my endurance isn't going to be what it should be without my pre-workout. So mentally, you're already defeated um, rather than, you know, not having that crutch there where it's like you just mentally approach the workout the same way every day without supplementation. You know, the only thing that I would recommend as far as pre-workout goes is something that's not going to increase your caffeine levels. So like nothing really super high in caffeine because that's that's that feeling of you getting jazzed. Um, BCAAs, I'm not a huge fan of. Just like they're gonna give you that tingly feeling. A lot of new research is showing they don't really do much anyways. Um, so I mean, if you are gonna take a pre-workout, the only thing I'd suggest is a creatine monohydrate or like a crealkaline, uh, which is just a buffered form of creatine, or um, amino acids, like mostly just lysine. And that's gonna naturally increase the nitric oxide in your blood anyways. Otherwise, like these things that, you know, we're taking, whether it's the push that we have SFH here, um, NO explode or whatever, they're just loaded with caffeine and things that are gonna make you feel unnaturally jazzed, as I like to call it. So then it's like you get used to that, and then when you don't have it, you're like, like, oh, I feel like crap, I'm tired, I'm sluggish, I'm not good to go. So I do not promote pre-workouts in any way. Well, and not whatsoever. to mention what it does to your stomach. So if you take that pre-workout too close to a workout, and we have to run or do jumping, like you're gonna, you're gonna feel that in your gut, and it's not oh, gonna yeah. feel good, and you might throw up, and it's yeah. gonna be your fault. <laughs> For real. So. Uh, I don't advise it for the most part. I tried it for a little bit. It didn't work out for me. I just, I don't I don't advocate it. Like I said, I do coffee, um, but it's like I'm not you know downing a cup of coffee right before workout. It's an hour or two before workout at least. No, and it's like, I like coffee though mostly. Coffee's you know like you're looking at like your large cups of coffee. I'm talking like 12 to 16 ounces are gonna have like 120 milligrams of caffeine. And you look at your pre-workout, and most pre-workouts were like double, triple that amount of caffeine. Like you're that's why it's yeah i like my pre-workout it gets me ready to work out well yeah because you just freaking you just got, took speed yeah you just pretty much drank three cups of coffee and that's why you feel ready to work out of course you feel ready to freaking run through a brick wall got coked up baby yeah. Woo! <laughs> guaranteed it's like red bull like let's do this red bull gives you wings yeah it's loaded with caffeine b vitamins ginseng like all these things that are going to give you tons of energy of course you're going to feel ready to hit a wad like no big deal I mean, so I took a, a pre-workout both years when I ran a uh, 10K. Yeah. Um, Not a good idea. Yeah, it's too long. You crash, right? Pretty hard. Well, it, I mean, my endurance is pretty great. Well, it's um, it's going to get your heart rate elevated yeah. way too early. I, I had to go to the bathroom like crazy right before yeah. The, the, yeah. the run started because I was doing a relay. Um, it's a diuretic. Caffeine is a diuretic. So if I'm taking three cups worth of caffeine, a lot. of course you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. it, it's got to go somewhere. There's, not go the bathroom, There's nothing out. worse than being in the middle of the workout and having to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Whether it's pee or or the deuce. Like, <laughs> it sucks either way. You're like, oh, my God, I got to go so... That happened to me in, in 17.5. I had to pee so bad, and I was freaking, like, halfway through, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to pee so... And double, double under, like, jumping up and down. I was like, oh, my God, this but sucks. They know so the ladies feel, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that so, suppressing system. Yeah, well. no. So, like, if you're going to do anything that elicits that response in your body, it's like, we would just rather avoid that. So, pre-workouts, census says, with us three... I don't know. I'm pretty sure Chris is on the same page as us, but we're against them. Don't yeah, take them. Don't do it. You don't need them. It's a crutch. Oh, now, pre-workout yeah. prep is totally different. Yes. Now, 
this is something that uh, is important to us as coaches, I know, for me. Like, I'm always pointing out little things that you can do on your own time, like ankle mobility, work on your hip mobility, that kind of stuff. Pre-workout, if come in five, ten minutes before class starts and knock that stuff out. That's a great time for you to focus on what your deficiencies are because um, we may not hit it in class. We, we're going to get you warmed up as best we can, but some, some days we have a lot to do in you know, an hour. So we're not going to you know, focus on your individual deficiencies. We're going to focus on what the workout is going to make us hit. So we may hit ankle mobility. We may not. We may hit hip mobility. We may not. But we're going to get you warmed up for it. But it's up to you to put the extra time in and make sure you're hitting uh, the points of your body that are deficient. Amen. Like if you see overhead squats on the board, you know I have pretty bad ankle mobility and my freaking upper shoulders or lats are pretty tight. It's like come in a few minutes early help get those loosened up do some flexibility mobility drills ask your coach like hey i have a really hard time even if you can't identify what's wrong you're like i just i have a really hard time doing overhead squats or i have a really hard time just keeping my chest up in a squat ask a coach most of us will be able to identify getting you to do a couple movements okay it looks like you're really tight in your ankles or your hips or whatever and we'll give you homework quote unquote mm -hmm. so things that you can do i have a few athletes that come here that have actively pursued me like hey you know uh, what can i do like my squat is just you know i can't hit depth my ankles are super tight and i give them drills and i've seen these athletes come in before or after and the improvement is night and day like it's absolutely ridiculous if you are diligent with this and you actually work on your flexibility it's kind of amazing how it'll actually improve so instead of just being like, oh, I have tight ankles, I have tight hips, it's not going to get better. It's like actively pursue it to get better. Ask your coaches, prepare for the wads, come in early, whatever that looks like. You have to be ready to go. And if you've been a member for six months or longer and you still have terrible ankles and hips and you've done nothing about it, it's, like, it's, it's, time, it's time to work on it. So we need to get together and work on that. You know, get that full depth squat, keep that chest up, work on that overhead squat. Mm -hmm. The only reason we should not be able to get full range of motion is if you have an injury or you're recovering from an injury. Those should be the only reasons why we're not able to get that full range of motion. Otherwise, it's just flexibility, and that's something that can be fixed. It just needs to be worked on. Um, also, if you're doing a, if you already know the structures that you should do before a, uh, before the hour starts. Um, for stretching before, like let's say uh, if you're stretching out your lats with a band and it's hooked up on top of the rig, there's basically um, four different ways how you can stretch. Um, one's a static stretch, which you're holding the uh, um, the stretch for around 30 seconds on both sides. Um, there's active isolated stretch, which is a little bit more tailored towards getting ready for actual dynamic movement which is holding it for two seconds at a time. Uh, so holding it for a rep for two seconds, then uh, relieving the pressure, then going back at it again. Uh, so doing five to 10 times on both sides. Um, then there's dynamic stretching, which is going to be the best for the more power movements uh, that we end up doing in the, uh, the wads or the workouts. Um, those are just gonna look like a if you're still doing it with the band, um, you just see it as a, just one rep, um, not holding the stretch at all, um, and then repeating. Uh, dynamic stretches go a little bit better tailored towards um, freestanding movements. Like if you're doing a walking Spider-Man lunge, um, holding the stretch for a second, and then moving on to the opposite side, things like that. 
And there's also ballistic stretches, which is a little bit um, more on the uh, the fast movement side. Um, wouldn't recommend that as much unless you have some background in uh, or understanding of how the movement should be. Uh, with those, it's a fast, I think it's a fast eccentric movement coming back up to a neutral position, um, which if you don't have proper mobility in your uh, muscles, whatever you're doing, like let's say the hamstrings, um, you can get a cramp or something like that from a ballistic movement. Um, they're not terrible to do, it's just you have to have the right understanding of the movement before you do it, uh, which I would recommend asking a coach how to do those uh, ballistic movements. Um, and I'll, I'll make a, a video that I'll post on Instagram and Facebook that goes over all of the uh, four different types of stretches before a workout. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. just because we're saying pre-workout doesn't mean you can't do some of this stuff at home either. You know? That's cute, guys. Uh, hey. <laughs> but yes, so, so if you have ankle mobility issues, you can also do this at home before you go to bed or first thing in the morning. Like, don't think you can only do this stuff pre-workout. Do this stuff you know, around the time, whatever you have time for. You know, for me, I do, uh, I have tight psoas, which causes my low back to get a little tighter during workouts, so I hit that before I go to bed every night, or, or I hit it in the morning, or whenever I have free time. So, just because this is a pre-workout, triple P's, pre-workout, prep. Um, <coughs> I forgot the other P. Uh, but yeah, you can hit the stuff whenever. Proper pre-workout prep, there you go. There we go. So make sure you guys are preparing properly, whether that's physical or mental it's like you got to have that mental game ready it's like come in the door ready to do work all right if your coach tells you your warm-up that day is 100 burpees hey you're it's not bad we're we are here to get fit I like, so, it. like that's the best part and like this is my favorite thing that i say to people is i'll be like all right now we're, we're gonna do burpee broad jumps and they're like, and like well god forbid you come to a gym and it'd be difficult right jeez like I'm just trying to make you better here over here crying um, no yeah so I mean pre-workouts negative come prepared to do work whether that's getting your body ready getting your mind right well if you're currently taking a pre-workout and you want you think it's a good one it's like come and talk to us about it I, I could take a look at it for you look at the ingredients whatever just to kind of tell you what I think um, I don't think pre-workouts, you know, going to make or break you. Um, key word is I don't think it's going to make you. So, like, it's not this miracle thing where it's like, oh, I take pre-workout and I'm a naturally better athlete. I don't believe that. Um, I think mentally it might give you more mental preparedness. But if you can get mentally to that state without it, then you're probably better off without putting these weird chemicals in your body. Uh, now post-workout that's something different and that's we can elaborate more on that in the second part of this so po post-workout uh, there are things we recommend doing post-workout as far as nutrition goes um, the metabolic and anabolic windows um, you know when you should be getting certain nutrients or macromolecules into your body metabolic window it's not the uh, freezer section at King Supers that's right yeah I mean frozen pizza section yeah maybe you can get all your nutrition metabolic there. gains a thousand <laughs> calories in just one slice right um, um so yeah we'll elaborate more on post-workout in the second part of this as well as is gluten the devil um but for now pre-workout supplements 
Um, the only ones we recommend is a, a creatine, like I said, creatine monohydrate or, or a buffered creatine. Studies show that the absorption rate is pretty much the same for both of them. So if you're going to ask me about one or the other, I'm going to tell you, hey, they're both the same. Um, so a, a good creatine and then possibly some aminos. That's about it. I, I don't even take the aminos. I think that's better post-workout, which we'll talk about next time. We should talk about creatine, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, and um, creatine. Before we get into that, uh, a few things on pre-workout as the, uh, <coughs> the supplement. Um, also, like, with your stretching and stuff for pre-workout stretching, you can always do that during your workout. Uh, which is, I would recommend if you have time to um, stretch while you're going through the workout. Uh, but for supplement um, supplements, the uh, if you're new to um, taking a pre-workout, if you happen to take one, or else you know somebody that's a, like thinking of taking one, uh, make sure if you're completely new to it and you've already decided that you're going to uh, drink it or else your friends are going to drink it um, make sure it's in a, a lower dose for the first time because if you've never done it before it's going to feel like like you're on crack like your, your heart rate is going to speed up so fast um, or it's going to be noticeably faster than normal um, or let's say you have so much energy and you have no idea what to do um, this happened to myself when I drank a really concentrated cup of coffee from Folgers but um, pre-workout's definitely going to give you more energy, um, short-term, um, plus it's going to jack your uh, heart rate up. Um, if you take it regularly, like I have in the past, make sure that you do cycles of it. Um, so around like six weeks, um, you take, at least take a week off of your pre-workout. I wouldn't say do it every day. Um, so don't drink your per workout every day. Maybe only for training days, specific training days, but not throughout the week. Um, if you're always taking your pre-workout every single day, you get used to the, uh, the amount of caffeine that you have built up with all, all the vitamin B12s. Um, then once you don't take it, you just feel so lethargic and you have, you don't feel like doing anything, um, or having any energy for doing anything. I used to take my pre-workout last year when I was doing CrossFit, um, which I still do CrossFit, uh, but I don't take it anymore. Uh, I was taking the uh, Beachbody uh, Endurance, no, en Energy Endurance Formula. Um, it had like 2,000, no, 3,000% of like vitamin B12 and whatever, I don't remember what it has, but um, the I would, I would take it right when I would wake up from a nap, uh, which is not the best thing to do because you can feel all the energy coursing through your veins. Um, especially once you wake up from a nap, your heart rate's pretty low. Let's say, if you're fit, um, probably in the uh, 60 beats per minute range, um, or 50s. But once you take your pre-workout, your heart rate's gonna skyrocket um, up to like 90 or something like that, uh, let's say. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend taking it after you uh, wake up from a nap. It's, one of the most weird feelings ever. Um, it's kind of freaky, especially the first couple times because you've got so much energy all at once, which is just the caffeine, um, things like that. So I'd recommend if you're new to 
pre-workout and you're definitely going to take it um, make sure the very first couple times you have a lower dose than what they recommend so you don't feel like you're about to die uh, depending on what pre-workout is um, let's talk about uh, creatine just in a general sense uh, and then we'll finish off with the other half or else you can just start with the overview Alright, creatine. Um, so, why creatine? Why do I recommend creatine and not pre workout? It's a good question, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, so um, <laughs> creatine. So, creatine occurs naturally in your body. Um, your body turns it to creatine phosphate, which is then used to help make adenosine triphosphate. ATP. Which is ATP, yeah. perfect. And ATP helps provide short energy short for muscle contraction. So yeah. it's pretty much the, the um, what's the, not gas, the fuel uh, yeah. of your cells, ATP. So ATP is good, we want ATP. Um, actually, so the absence of the phosphate group, so adenosine, when we have free adenosine in our body, that's when you feel really fatigued and sluggish is because it's not attached to that triple phosphate that is energy. So that's when you're depleted is when you have too much adenosine in your body and then we need to recover so then that way it can attach to three phosphate groups and then you have adenosine triphosphate. Once it starts to break down is adenosine diphosphate, adenosine monophosphate, and then you just have the adenosine by itself. Anyways, yeah. um, so creatine, long story short, helps produce more ATP. Um, energy for cells, muscular cells, it helps contractions. So creatine in a lot of studies shows that it can help boost muscular performance for short, shorter periods of time. So it can help your muscles work harder, stronger, or faster for shorter periods of time. We're talking probably in the 15... Yeah, it's up to 20. Well, 20 is the really high end. 15 to 20 minute range. Um, yeah. Once we get beyond that, studies don't show that creatine actually helps with endurance things, like things that are longer than 20, 30, 40 minutes. Um, so if you're an endurance athlete, like a runner, and you're thinking about taking creatine, it's probably not going to help you out too much. But for our sport, um, when it involves this high intensity, you know, weightlifting or movements for shorter periods of time, creatine is actually going to help you in your workout. It's going to help. It's going to sorry. It's going to help oxygen delivery with your workouts, and it's going to help muscle recovery. Just pretty much, so your muscles can continue to work a little bit harder than if we didn't have that creatine supplement. So like I said, your body will produce creatine naturally, but we're gonna add a little bit by taking a supplement of creatine before I work out, which is going to help produce more ATP, it's gonna help your muscles have more contractions and a little bit better recovery rate throughout your exercise. Okay, uh, quick thing. Uh, if you're just isolating the ATP um, energy system for working out uh, or training the ATP system um, this is between zero to up to 20 seconds if you're just doing short sprint work. Um, it can be with like a sled push or else um, maybe a front squats or something like that. Uh, it's very short duration. Um, you're going to have to have a little bit more rest time built into this. Um, so up to 20 seconds. If you do it like on an Aerodyne bike, it should be a fast sprint. Um, You'll see that depending on how long your intervals are, up to 20 seconds will determine if your 
um, running out of gas or not. Um, if you're just training the system, you should be going all out um, and up to 20 seconds. I would recommend somewhere between 10 and 15 seconds because that's more realistic, more doable before you start getting into a different energy system. You can continue if you want to. Do you have anything else? No, yeah, sorry. So um, creatine, those are the benefits of taking creatine. Like I said, it is a naturally occurring it naturally occurs in your body. Um, creatine then goes to creatine phosphate, then helps make adenosine triphosphate. Um, so those are the pros of creatine cons. Um, cons of creatine is, this is also true with anything we take, um, including things like SSRIs or something like that. So if your body naturally produces something, and I'm getting an outside source, so my body naturally produces creatine, and now I'm starting to take a supplement on a regular basis. You're telling your body and the hormones that produce it that we no longer need to make this, for example, creatine, because we're getting it from an outside source. So then your body's natural creatine production level is going to go down dramatically. Probably won't stop, but it's gonna go down really, really low because you're getting an outside source. So your body is smart and it's like we're not going to waste energy producing any more natural creatine because we're getting it from an outside source. Um, well, you know, it's all fine and dandy while you're taking your creatine supplement, but once you stop taking it, your body's creatine levels are going to be low because it's no longer producing natural creatine. So then that's when we can see this dramatic change happen of, you know, I was on this supplement you know creatine and then I got off of it and I noticed you know I lost muscle or lost weight or whatever that might be you might see a change well it's yeah because your body's not producing that um, it's not producing the creatine naturally anymore or it's not producing it at a very high level uh, creatine's not that dramatic you're gonna see this more with things like uh, testosterone um, so if you're taking testosterone that's why the negative side effects of like steroids, testosterone, things like that. It's like your body's naturally producing some of these hormones and then if you're getting that outside source, um, you're getting way more than you would naturally produce and then once you get off, your body's not really producing it at all. So then you see you know, this huge dramatic change when we get off these other supplements and that's more noticeable. With creatine, it's not gonna be as noticeable. Um, if you do take it on a regular basis for a month, two months at a time, you will notice when you get off of it, there might be a slight performance change or um, like I said, maybe a change in your size slightly. Um, it's not going to be anything super dramatic. So that the negative side effect on that side of creatine is, you know, it, it's not like I take creatine. I don't think it's that bad. I've, I've cycled it where I, I'll take it for months at a time and then I'll get off and I don't really see too much of a difference. Um, I do notice when I am on it, um, a little bit better muscular performance. It's not gonna make or break you. It's not. It's not a miracle. So it's not anything that's like you know you take creatine. It's nothing like your banned substances. That's why creatine isn't banned is because it's considered a performance enhancer. But the level of performance it actually enhances isn't significant enough for it to be a banned substance. So it's not anything that's gonna dramatically change your life. It just might help you out a little bit. Um, oh, I was going somewhere else with that, and I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, oh, sorry, so negative side effects of creatine. The other things, um, there could be some adverse side effects to creatine that have been um, recorded, but these are super rare, where it could be like, um, you know, mood swings, anxiety, depression, diarrhea, like those are all, like um, headaches, those are all really rare, like super rare, like you, probably like one in 
a million. Um, but if you are having those side effects to any new supplement, um, definitely you know stop taking it or talk to a health professional or even talk to us coaches. Be like, hey, I started taking this and I'm noticing this, and we'll be like, oh no, that's normal, or no, that's totally not normal. Stop taking that. Um, but another side effect of creatine that is common is there is a risk of kidney stones when you take it for a prolonged amount of time. So um, in order to avoid that, and this should just happen when we're working out in general, but you want to up your water intake by about twofold at least, or make sure you're drinking. General good rule of thumb is your body weight in ounces of water a day divided by two or close to a gallon of water a day. So like. For example, I weigh 100 and 190, but for easy math, we'll say I weigh 180 pounds. So I'm going to take or try to drink 90 ounces of water a day. All right, and that's going to help flush your body, flush the creatine, so that way it's not going to accumulate in your kidneys and you end up with kidney stones. You don't want them. I've never had them, but you don't want them. So um, those are the negative possible side effects of creatine, but for the most part, I think that it's harmless and it's going to help a little bit with muscle performance and possibly building muscle so I take it last thing does, does creatine cause you to hold more water in your body like do you you know have more water weight yes and no um, older creatines were more commonly associated with that now with newer creatines you know and you'll, you'll see that in their marketing it's like lean creatine or like no water absorption which is BS um, so like your creatine monohydrate and your buffered creatines they're going to cause a little bit more absorption of H2O or water in your muscle cells but it's not going to be anything dramatic where you feel or look puffy um, that's just that's not really a, a thing so uh, the things that are going to make you look a little bit more puffy are going to be like your your complex carbs or possibly you know eating a lot of gluten which we'll talk about on the next part of this um, you know that's going to cause you to look or feel more puffy than a creatine creatine it's going to increase water absorption in your cells a little bit muscle cells blood cells and it's going to also help with delivery so you know your cells need a little bit of water or oxygen um, so it's going to aid in that that's why you have that little that little bit more of muscular recovery or performance when you take creatine is because it's aiding with delivering a little bit more oxygen or ATP or um, water. So yeah, there's a little bit more absorption, but it's not anything dramatic. You're not gonna notice a difference in puffiness when you take creatine. Like, I don't think I'm very puffy. The other night, my roommate, I took off my shirt and he was like, how do you have abs? You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you, you can't have abs unless you're under like 7% body fat as a guy. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not a puffy person. I'm, I, I'm fairly cut. I'll fluctuate a little bit pretty easily, and that's diet dependent. And that's not dependent on my creatine intake. Like, if I eat a bunch of bread and stuff, I'll notice the next day I feel puffy. But as far as creatine goes, like, that has nothing to do with me feeling puffy. Like, I never feel puffy after taking my creatine. Or I've never had anyone come up to me and be like, "You look soft, bro. You need to cut." So soft. like. I'm looking soft. It's most likely diet. So like if you're a little puffy, the creatine should be the last of your worries. It's like let's uh let's look at let's look at the intake of other things that are causing us to puff. We want to yeah. eat anti puffy foods. That should be a topic. Puff. That'd be a different day. What do you want to eat that's gonna cause the non puff? We want anti puff. Okay. 
No puffiness. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about um, gluten in the next part of this podcast. Uh, this is already around 32 minutes. Yeah, maybe just uh, the next podcast. Yeah. We'll touch more on gluten. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the next one. Because that's going to be a super long part two. Yeah, I'll just be part two to this. Uh, what did you say? The three P's? Three P's. Triple P. You down with PPP? Yeah, you know me. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the word. Yeah, no, I know. it. I don't remember what he said. CJ's a genius, and he came up with the, the triple P. Yeah. Practice, pre-workout, performance. I no, don't think I don't that think was it. it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's earlier in the cast. You guys heard it. I hope everyone remembered it. I'm terrible, and he kind of came up with it on the spot. So good for him because he had a hard time remembering it. But it's like pre-workout, performance, practice. I don't think that. That's right. not right either. Hey, just but I coach the four P's. Y'all need to get on my level. Perfect practice, perfect performance. All right, we'll have a podcast on that because that's a huge deal. Mm, four P's. Okay. Um, Until next time, we're your hosts, yeah. Chris Nerf, Gobbs, special guest Corey. He's not saying anything. Yeah, he's just hey, sitting my here. my name's Corey. Hi, Corey. And Kilo. Did you say CJ? And CJ. Yeah. Coming at you from the labyrinth and out. Okay, final things. Um, I said out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not completely out yet. He went too fast. Uh the we're going to be working on a new website uh, for CrossFit Mob. Uh, plus, our email address hasn't been working uh, for the past like two weeks um, for just us being able to access it. So, if you or you know somebody that has emailed us at the info at crossfitmob.com email address in the past couple of weeks, we most likely didn't get it. Um, so, if you need to contact the gym um, contact gabriel at nfbarbell.com um, or else if you have a little bit less important matter or an issue um, you can always contact our our pages on instagram or facebook uh, if you want to get a little bit faster response or something like that but if you got a issue like let's say membership issue um, go ahead and email gobs um, yeah uh sure so last last two things oh yeah um next week we're gonna be adding a new podcast um features uh such as next week we're gonna start a video podcast as well that's gonna be posted on youtube uh which we'll talk about that next week so this is episode 16 of power podcast uh, i'm talking about the three P's that we forgot. Um, it'll be the title of this podcast. So it's pre-workout etiquette. It's long story yeah, short. It's just about pre-workout stretching and supplements. So mm. see you next week. Um, yeah, have fun out there. <laughs>